Hey, Unchained listeners. As you know, it's hard keeping up with the fast-paced world of crypto, so we've got just the thing for you. Subscribe to our free Unchained daily newsletter at unchainedcrypto.substack.com. You'll get the latest crypto news and original articles from our reporters, as well as summaries of other happenings and bullet points, plus our meme of the day, all curated and written by our amazing team. It's still your no-hype resource for all things crypto, just in newsletter form. Sign up at unchainedcrypto.substack.com. Again, the URL is unchainedcrypto.substack.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unconfirmed, the podcast that reveals how the marquee names in crypto are reacting to the week's top headlines and gets the inside scoop on what they see on the horizon. I'm your host, Laura Shin. Abra is the easiest way to invest in crypto with 28 cryptocurrencies and Bit10, the only crypto index product available to everyone. Get started with $25 in Bitcoin at abra.com slash unconfirmed. WeTrust is a new fundraising platform that allows you to donate crypto to nonprofits. Go to wetrust.io slash unconfirmed to make your donation. My guest today is Aaron von Vierdem, technical editor at Bitcoin Magazine. Welcome, Aaron. Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about this week's big news. What the hell is going on with Bitcoin Cash? What the hell is going on with Bitcoin Cash? <laughs> um, well, they, they deployed another hard fork, and it looks like the chain is splitting. As, as we're speaking, it's not exactly clear how this is going to end yet. So far, we have a, another chain split. So that means Bitcoin Cash forks into two different cryptocurrencies. So what are the differences between the two forks, both from a technical perspective and a philosophical one? There are a couple of differences. Uh, the technical differences, the main ones, there are a couple of small ones, but I'll stick to the big ones. The big one is uh, Bitcoin Cash ABC, which is the, the Bitcoin ABC client, which originally forks away from Bitcoin to create Bitcoin Cash. They have... They basically have their own chain now. Uh, it's not just Bitcoin Cash, but they have implemented a new rule that orders transactions into a block in a specific way. They believe this has certain advantages, um, most notably when it comes to scaling and especially into the future. They think at some point they want to make blocks even bigger than they are now. And at that point, this new ordering will come in handy. That's, that's the main one. They've also implemented some smart contracts-y kind of new futures, but this transaction ordering is probably the biggest one. On the other end, uh, there's Bitcoin Satoshi's Vision or Bitcoin SV, which is led by Enchain, which is the company around Greg Stephen Wright. That's the guy who claims to be Satoshi, but has only been able to provide fake proof. Uh, so most people don't think he's Satoshi, but he, he apparently still claims that he is. Um, they have most importantly increased the block size limit significantly. Uh, right now on Bitcoin Cash, it was 32 megabytes and they've increased it to 128 megabytes. And they've also reinstalled some OP codes, which, which basically means smart contract kind of stuff. These, these are the main technical differences. Uh, the main philosophical difference is how to upgrade the protocol. Bitcoin ABC has a policy of deploying a hard fork every six months. So hard fork is a incompatible rule change. It's incompatible with the protocol so far. And they believe the way to go is to do this every six months, months to keep the protocol evolving, to keep improving it. Uh, the 
Bitcoin SV side is more conservative in this regard. They plan to bring Bitcoin back to what they what they see as the first version of Bitcoin, the version of Bitcoin that was released by Satoshi in 2009. Uh, and they, they want to head towards that protocol, back to that protocol, basically. And from there on out, from there on out, don't make too many changes anymore. Interesting. I feel like <laughs> there there is something here that reminds me of American politics, but let's not get into that too much. However, as I just alluded, a part of this also, in a way, seems to be a political dispute. And you kind of described a little bit who some of the players are, but why don't you just outline it on both sides, who are the main proponents of Bitcoin ABC and Bitcoin SV? In short, almost everyone is in favor of Bitcoin ABC. Almost everyone who was in favor of, who was uh, using Bitcoin Cash or uh, almost everyone who was on board with Bitcoin Cash in the first place is on board with Bitcoin ABC. So this includes Roger Veer, for example, um, other sort of big name Bitcoin Cash kind of supporters like Rick Valkving, who was the founder of the Pirate Party in Sweden, but also uh, many of the biggest companies like uh, Coinbase, uh, Bitstamp, um, Kraken, these are all exchanges, uh, BitPay, the payment provider, they seem to have the vast majority of um, of support right now. And also on the, the futures markets have been showing uh, advantage for Bitcoin ABC so far. So the, there was a futures market on Poloniex, for example, and a couple of other exchanges where people could already trade between the two coins. And that was in favor of Bitcoin ABC as well. So in general, uh, most people, most businesses seem to be on board with Bitcoin ABC. However, for the past couple of weeks and for the last week in particular, most hash power, most mining pools were in favor of Bitcoin SV. So that created an interesting divide within that community where miners were on one side and users' businesses were on the other. That really is an echo of last year's near hard fork on Bitcoin yes. with yeah, Bitcoin SegWit 2x. Why do you think that is? Um, why do I think that is? Well, that's an interesting question. That's a difficult question to answer. I, I would say one of the most interesting questions for me in this, in this industry, in this, with this technology is kind of how do you define a coin? What is a coin? What is Bitcoin or what is Bitcoin cash and who gets to decide that? And, um, on the Bitcoin side, there is sort of a shared consensus and it's maybe not, maybe not everyone agrees, but in general, people seem to agree that if there's no consensus for a change, then the default, that's Bitcoin, right? So either you find consensus for an incompatible change or you make an incompatible change, but then you become something that's not Bitcoin. In this case, you know, what happened last year is Bitcoin Cash did exactly that. They implemented a change that didn't have consensus, so they became something that wasn't Bitcoin, at least according to the people who are still into Bitcoin. And I would say the majority of of people in general in the markets and that sort of stuff. Now, Bitcoin Cash clearly uh, does not have this sort of strong over overruling, overlapping philosophy. So now you have a coin that's cleared off without a clear idea of what it actually, what that coin actually is, because it's not compatible with Bitcoin beforehand, although some of them claim that it's the real Bitcoin. 
you, you, you can't say that the longest chain gets to decide because Bitcoin has the longest chain, so then they would all have to use Bitcoin or they have to take it a step further and claim that the longest chain is Bitcoin, the second one, second longest Bitcoin cash, but that's good, massive. Like, for example, in the last hour, the Bitcoin ABC chain was ahead for a while, so that would be, that was Bitcoin cash, but now the Bitcoin cash SV chain overtook it, so now all of a sudden that's Bitcoin cash. Like, it, it changes definitions that way, so that's a very, that's not, it's clearly not a good way of doing it because you don't want your coin to change what it is or which coin is the real one all the time. So it, it's you have this group of people, the way I see it, that don't have an overlapping philosophy of what the coin actually is and how it gets changed. So therefore, it kind of embeds that every change, every change is going to get messy. And, and that's what we're seeing now. They, they don't have a conflict re- resolution mechanism. So now there's just a big fight going on over which, which one will be the real Bitcoin cash. Does that make sense? All right. Well, we're going to, yeah. So we're going to keep talking about how this battle could play out. But first, a quick word from our fabulous sponsors. We Trust helps you make the world a better place. We Trust is a new fundraising platform that allows you to donate your crypto to nonprofits that are changing the world. To inspire you to give, WeTrust will match your donation through Giving Tuesday on November 27th. Go to wetrust.io slash unconfirmed to make your donation. If you want your crypto donation to go farther, go to wetrust.io slash unconfirmed to donate through November 27th. Unconfirmed listeners can receive $25 in Bitcoin just for opening an Abra wallet at abra.com slash unconfirmed. Abra's all-in-one exchange and wallet lets everyone everywhere easily and securely invest in crypto. With 28 cryptocurrencies available and Bit10, the first easily accessible crypto index. With as little as $5 in Bit10, you can invest in an index of the top 10 cryptocurrencies, professionally rebalanced every month. Get started with $25 in Bitcoin at abra.com slash unconfirmed. I'm speaking with Aaron von Vierdem about the Bitcoin Cash Civil War. One thing that has been thrown out there is you were talking about how the mining power and then the broader ecosystem are not aligned. The mining power is behind Bitcoin ABC or sorry, Bitcoin SV and the broader ecosystem is aligning behind ABC. So some people are saying that because SV has more hash power, it could potentially attack the other chain. Are we seeing any evidence of that yet? And what do you think the likelihood is that there will be such an attack? Right. So this this just happens uh, when we're recording this podcast. It's been two hours since since uh, the split happened, so it's it's not settled yet. It, it, several things can happen, but yeah, the the theory what Greg Wright, for example, uh, in specific, has been threatening is to completely obliterate the Bitcoin ABZ chain, just 51% attack it out of existence. That way there is no doubt about which one is the real Bitcoin cash then because there's only one chain standing. There are several ways in which you can do that. 51% attacks are a real thing or a real threat to these kinds of systems. And in this case, they do have, or at least for the past week, Bitcoin SV pools did have a pretty big majority of the hash rate on Bitcoin cash. Could they, so they could definitely attack, but so far we haven't seen that. Now it's possible that the reason we're not seeing it is because they're actually doing it. They could be mining on a hidden private Bitcoin ABC chain and at one point release this hidden chain 
And then if it's longer than the Bitcoin ABC plan, uh, the Bitcoin ABC chain, which would be the plan, uh, then all of the whole Bitcoin ABC chain up to this point would get dissolved, would disappear in favor of this attack chain. So everyone who's who received payments in the past hour or everyone, like uh, if an exchange accepted deposits in Bitcoin ABC and then was exchanged and all of this would just be undone. So that would be a very bad attack. Plus, all miners on the Bitcoin ABC chain would also lose their block rewards. So it's very expensive for them. So that would be a very strong disincentive for them to even continue to try anymore. If, it, if it's clear they're going to lose this battle, then they may just give up. So that was sort of the plan that Greg Wright laid out. That was what he was uh, threatening to do. So far, we haven't seen it, but it could change. It could change later uh, later today, or it could even, he may start attacking next week. You know, can happen anytime, basically. But so far, no attacks. Yeah, well, so this goes back to what we were talking about earlier and also relates back to the Segwit2x incident last year. Because at that time, there was this debate about whether price would follow hash power or hash power would follow, would follow price. And at least the way things went in Segwit2x, which was a slightly different situation because with Segwit2x, there was like a default chain, uh, which doesn't exist right now. You know, each of these are are hard forks away from the old Bitcoin right. cash. Well, technically, technically, there is a default chain. But but no one's mining on it, so we, oh really? Well, technically, there is, oh, but, right. but it's okay. not being mined on, so we could probably ignore that. Yeah, I just mean between the two chains that are battling it out. So you know, last year going into or well, so Segwit two X didn't actually happen, but going into it, there were already markets showing a preference for the non Segwit two X chain, and meanwhile, miners were the ones who were supporting the Segwit two X side. So at that time, it kind of felt like it was proving that hash hash power would follow price. But in this case, what do you think will be the deciding factor? Will it be the hash power on the SV side or will it be the price on the ABC side? Right. So I, I say it's definitely true that hash power follows price eventually. That's that's sort of how these systems works. Uh, how these systems work. Miners want to make money, so they'll mine on the chain gives them the most value for their hash. However, in this case, there's an extra dynamic where um, this assumption I just described assumes that both chains at least exist. Both miners must at least be able to pick a side reasonably. Um, but in this case, because hash, there's so much hash power on one side potentially, if this hash power successfully uh, is successfully able to attack one chain, then miners don't really have much to choose anymore. And it kind of seemed that Greg Wright was even sort of strategically putting the idea out there or trying to convince people that this chain would be attacked out of existence. And in that case, it could, of course, affect the price. If, if people think, you know, if traders, if investors, if, if users think that the chain won't exist anymore, if they think the Bitcoin ABC coin won't exist anymore, they probably don't want to buy it because you don't want to buy something that doesn't exist tomorrow. So then, because there's so much hash rate and there's perhaps a, a viable threat, then it could actually affect the price. And that could lead to um, like a downward spiral where the price drops. So therefore, the assumed hash rate drops, which makes the attack more likely, which would make the price drop even further. And you could, in this way, sort of strategically kill a chain with, with hash rate or 
make make that uh, hash rate actually pushes the price in a certain direction. That's that was sort of a new dynamic we haven't seen so far, and it's possible in this case because one party had so much hash rate that this became an option, and he was threatening to actually do it. Yeah, although something that's interesting to me is that if they did that, and technically SV1, I don't think they would get a lot of people buying their coin because since crypto is also about community, I don't think people will be like, oh, this is a community I want to be a part of. You know what I mean? I, I, <laughs> um, but so Yeah, I, 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 I would think, think so too, and I would hope so, but you never know. You never know how, how people are going to react to something. Maybe they'll see it as something great. Maybe you'll see it as like a this is a super strong chain. This is where we want to be. And this is like uh, our strong leader, Greg Stephen Wright, who will make sure that this is the only chain standing. Or, you know, I, I personally think you are probably right. And I kind of hope you are right. But you never know. Yeah. Well, so speaking of, because I feel like, so I feel like an attack would be a pretty extreme thing, although it's obviously not off the table. But speaking of other sort of extreme options. There's been some talk that Bitcoin ABC will employ this so-called nuclear option, which would be that it could hard fork to change its proof of work algorithm so that it would not be susceptible to this kind of attack by Bitcoin SV. Right. So why don't you describe what that means for listeners, why it's considered a nuclear option and how likely you think it is that they'll do that? Uh, yeah, so if uh, if a chain is attacked, the, in this case, the Bitcoin ABC chain, but could be any chain, then there are different uh, countermeasures you can take against that. And it depends on the attack. There are also lighter countermeasures you can take, like, for example, imposing a rule that says transactions must be included and, for example, go buy all these transactions first or something like this. So that, that way, even an attacker miner, even an attacking miner would have to confirm transactions so it, the attack would be. You know, not, not that bad. And ultimately, and that's why it's called a nuclear option because it's generally considered kind of a extreme step to take. It's just completely changed the proof of work algorithm. So if you change the proof of work algorithm, then all of the, all of the machines that are mining on the chain and are, are attacking the chain in this case, they would just become completely incompatible with the entire system. Now, in this case, there is actually a new dynamic. So this was first philosophized uh, this was first proposed for Bitcoin itself with the idea that if you do this, you just make all of this hardware completely useless and all of the investments that all miners make, you know, will go poof, will go gone because these, these machines are not cheap. You know, they're expensive machines and this is a billion dollar industry. You just obliterate all their machines. That's a, that's a pretty harsh punishment. So that was considered a pretty good deterrence, even though no one's really happy with it. You know, it, it also makes wallets incompatible. All exchanges need to upgrade. So it's it's like a, that's why it's called a nuclear option. It's something no one ever actually wants, but it's a good deterrent. Now, in this case, the deterrent is actually not as strong because it's a minority chain. So even if you make all of this hardware incompatible with this chain, they can just move over and go mine Bitcoin or, or something like that. But it's still, it would solve the problem so it's it's still a solution to uh, such an attack. So one other thing that I saw that was kind of interesting is that Emin Gunsir tweeted, with proof of work, a miner's stake in the system are mining rigs. They retain their value after, after the coin has been destroyed, what, what mm-hmm. you just mentioned, and they can be repurposed. 
repurposed. With proof of stake, a destructive attack destroys the stake thoroughly. It cannot be recycled. So he was kind of saying that this shows that proof of work as a consensus algorithm is maybe not as strong as proof of stake. What do you think of that? I think if if proof of stake would actually be proven to work and be reliable, and then everyone would probably kind of prefer that. But that's just not very clear. There, some people think proof of stake can eventually work and be a better consensus algorithm. I'm not so sure. I I think proof of work is probably the most robust thing we have right now. And so to wrap up, what do you think is most likely to happen in this Bitcoin cash war? And during that time, what should Bitcoin cash holders do? Right now, I think the most likely thing will happen will happen is either nothing. You know, it, it will have just proven to be a bluff by Greg Stephen Wright. And there will now be two coins or maybe they'll even give up. But I don't really see good reason for that. I, I find it more likely that I'll just say that an attack is still coming like now it will be next week and the next week will say no, no it's still coming it'll be next week or something like this i think that's quite likely or maybe we'll see some kind of attack um later today later tonight uh i speaking of emmy good cyber uh, i saw him also tweet along the lines where i something i do agree with with which is if we do see an attack it's probably going to be a relatively straightforward kind of Dumb attack. I think he called it a dumb attack, like a straightforward kind of 51% attack uh, to kill off another chain. Well, there are actually very sophisticated alternatives to this, uh, which probably aren't going to be explored right now, but there, there are smart things to do with like one example is to merge mine your own chain with a chain you're attacking. That way you can mine as normal while also attacking the other chain without having to choose between the two. Or, well, we're probably not going to see any of that. We're either going to see nothing and we're going to see promises of attacks in the future, or maybe at some point we'll see like a straightforward attack that can probably counter to if, if it comes to it with a proof of work change or something kind of radical like that. And so during that time, should Bitcoin cash holders just hold tight or what do you recommend? <laughs> well, Personally, I'm not really uh, uh, bullish on Bitcoin Cash in general. So in that sense, my, my advice would be not to use it at all. Um, <laughs> one reason would be that it's skeptical to these kind of attacks. You know, Bitcoin, you can't attack Bitcoin like this unless, you know, that's going to, at the very least, cost unless you 10 times. Like China. Exactly. So that's, that's one thing. But if you insist on holding Bitcoin Cash, if you really do want to hold Bitcoin Cash, um, yeah, don't transact for now. Just keep your private keys until the situation clears up. At some point, it will probably clear up in some way or another. Uh, it's best to not make any transactions until then, because if you do, you risk accidentally uh, spending both your ABC coin and your SV coin, even if you're just buying a pizza with ABC, for example, and now, now you've also lost your SV. So for now, do nothing. At some point, the situation will probably clear up and then you're going to want to use uh, some kind of splitting tool. There will be websites that offer splitting tools. Uh, maybe wallets that offer splitting tools. Uh, figure out who's offering splitting tools. Split your coins. And after that, you can go back to using Bitcoin Cash any way you want. 
Yeah, I I have to admit that watching the block explorers, I was a little bit like, who is transacting in Bitcoin Cash right now? Although I recognize some of those were spam transactions, but still, I just was like, who would be doing that? I, hopefully, it was nobody. Hopefully, it was not spam. It probably was spam today. It it seems like there was a big spam attack going on. Yeah, yeah. The, at one point, it was insane watching watching the block explorer. But anyway, all right. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Sure, my pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us today. To learn more about the topics we discussed, be sure to check out the links in the show notes of your podcast player. New episodes of Unconfirmed come out every Friday. If you haven't already, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like this episode, share it with your friends on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Unconfirmed is produced by me, Laura Shin, with help from Raylan Galapali, Fractal Recording, Jenny Josephson, and Daniel Nuss. Thanks for listening.